0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Unfiltered with me, Matt Farnsworth. I want to talk today about my story, who I was, and how emotional sobriety changed my life. Unfiltered with Matt Farnsworth. Have you ever felt like your emotions control you instead of the other way around? Well, I felt that way for many years of my life. I was not in control of my own emotions. I felt like I needed to constantly try to control my emotions, and in doing so, it drove me absolutely crazy. So there's a lot of crazy making that goes on. And what does that lead to? Well, that leads to addiction. Oftentimes, we try to comfort ourselves with drugs or alcohol in order to soothe that constant nagging that is there when you do not have emotional sobriety. And for me, it lasted for many, many years, many, many years. There was trouble I had from my youth, from when I was a kid and my mom and dad, you know, didn't do things the way that they probably should have in terms of my emotional well-being. Um, I'm not complaining. Good parents took care of me, did what they needed to do, but everybody's got their problems, right? We all come with our baggage and there are things that people could have done better for us and things that really worked out well for us. But for me in particular, I had a problem with addiction and I had a predisposition to it. So who I was back then based on who I am today are two polar opposite people. You wouldn't recognize the person that you would see if you were to look at me right now and see the guy that's successful, that has the high six figure job, that has the beautiful wife, that has the belief in christ that has the two podcasts that are successful that has full custody of both of his children they're older now they're 18 and 20 so whatever you want to call that custody prior to that i did end up with custody emotional sobriety changes your life for the better it is what you need to work toward in order to have true serenity in your life and what does serenity provide it provides a roadmap. map it provides open pathways to success let's be honest How can you have success in your life? How can you have success in your life when you are blocked, when you can't emotionally connect with yourself and understand what it is you even want? And when you can't connect, you can't have success because you can never define who you are and your goals and align them and go after them. It's very difficult to do. So let's talk about who I was. I was a person, like I said, that was very unsuccessful in my opinion. Yes, I made a few movies. Yes, I auditioned for big things. I was in Hollywood for many years, just on the precipice of success, but never actually really had success, never pushed through. Now, there's different reasons for that. There's different levels of morality that come into play there to stop me from having success, but there's also me. There's that person that's afraid of success. They're afraid to go out and take it and have success in their life. They feel like they don't, they they didn't earn it, that they're not worthy of success. And that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Now this takes us back to emotional sobriety. When you don't have emotional sobriety, you don't feel worth it. Now you also, when you don't have emotional sobriety and you can't control your emotions, you can't have success because you can't handle criticism. You can't handle people talking negative about negatively about you. You can't handle those moments. And when you can't handle not caring about what other people think, you cannot have success. Success will not come your way. You have to have a thick skin. There is not a man or woman alive that hasn't had egg on their face, that has Success. Everyone who has had a lot of success at one point in time has had egg on their face. But until you get to that emotional sobriety, until you remove alcohol from your life, you just you take it away and you say, hey, here's what I'm working with here's who I am. I've got the, this set of problems. Now I can see them. The alcohol just masks it. It's a big band-aid. You're putting over an open wound that is continuing to bleed. And every time you put alcohol on top of it, the, al- the wound opens up. It gets a little bit bigger and it never gets better. It never gets better. In fact, when the alcohol wears off, it just festers. It's, it's even more inflamed. It's even more infected. And so what you have to do is you have to remove whatever stimulant, whatever type of chemical you may be using to make yourself feel better. Namely, for me, it was alcohol. And you have to start figuring out what's going on with you. Now, how did that happen for me? Unfortunately, for me, it was very dramatic. That's how I operate. I guess that's just who I was at that time. I couldn't see that there was anything other than the relationship that I was in at the time. That I identified as my entire life, my kids. And when that blew up, I started drinking and I drank heavily. Couldn't deal with the pain. Couldn't manage the pain. Couldn't handle it. I go back to an old saying called king baby. This is a a touchy point for a lot of people today in modern society because... People are such wimps today. They're so weak and they're so kind of unable to have any sort of meekness and self-control that they can't handle being told that they didn't win or that they didn't get first place or they need an award for last place. There's this there's this idea in society now that everyone needs to be accepted and everything is okay and everybody's good. Well, that's not true. There's a lot of evil in this world and it's never going away. The world itself itself is evil, and we have to be spiritually sound and emotionally sober in order to combat it. We live in a world that is filled with pornography, advertising for pornography, advertising for alcohol, advertising for drugs, advertising for things that harm our bodies, foods that are bad for us, processed foods, fast foods, obesity, diabetes, alcoholism, and what is it? It's just a big machine. It's a big cycle. It's a big vicious cycle. You get addicted to alcohol, well, they've got an industry for that, a billion-dollar industry in recovery. This is an industry. Well, if we cure alcoholism, what happens to that industry? It goes away. What happens to the police force? They lose money. What happens to the government? They lose money. How much do you think the government makes on DUIs? A lot. A lot of money, enough that they don't ban alcohol. So when we look at that, who's losing money? Corporations, the government, and we are a part of that system. so it's a cycle. It's a cycle you you get you, we, we're going to feed you this advertising, we're going to get you drunk, we're going to tell you it's a good thing, you're going to live this luxurious, wonderful life if you drink, you're going to have a gorgeous woman, right? You're going to have this really cool car and you're going to be on a beach with a bonfire. Drinking, that's going to be your life on a regular basis. That's, that's what it looks like when you drink. So they sell this idea of alcohol as a, a gateway to a wonderful life, which is a lie. That's a false teaching and we buy it. And some of us can't handle that. It takes away our problems and it's an immediate stress reliever. And because it immediately relieves the stress within our lives, we want it. And it is the only chemical out there that actually causes you to be more stressed when you do not have it. So when you don't have the alcohol and you had it say two days ago, you had two drinks, your cortisol levels are going to spike and you're going to want that booze more than you've ever wanted it before. And you're going to desire it. And it's going to cause you stress. It's going to make you gain weight. It's going to make you look older. It's going to hurt your uh, ability to function and think and sleep. All of those things are going to be happening to you. This is not something you want, okay? Because you can never attain emotional sobriety if you're in the cycle, if you're in this vicious cycle. Now, some people can manage to drink uh, occasionally and not have a problem. I say good for you, but I also say any amount of drinking is not worth it. So that being said, we're talking about a different group of people here. We're talking about a group of people like myself that cannot handle drinking. I just cannot handle it. I have one beer and I'm just a totally different human being. I do not even resemble who I used to be after just a drink. And I never know what version of myself I'm going to get. It could be the happy matt it could be the angry matt it could be the matt who blacks out and can't remember can't remember a thing that happened which is frightening i can't tell you how many people i know going through recovery that had no idea why they were incarcerated because they did something in a blackout that they can't remember so we can't look at that that stat me saying somebody committed a crime that they can't remember in a blackout and say that drug, that alcohol is okay. Now, if that person was able to set aside time for themselves and look at their life introspectively, take away the alcohol for a period of time and say, what's really w- wrong with me? That's emotional sobriety. That's where we start. So for me, like I said, it began with a terrible car accident. I My life blew up. I couldn't go on. I felt like I couldn't go on. I couldn't handle my relationship blowing up, and so I drank. And I drank to the point that I ended up flipping a car six times, and I ended up with a very large DUI. By the grace of God, no one was killed, which is shocking. I was an inch and a half from being paralyzed from the waist down due to breaking my neck during the accident, so as I flipped the car, I passed out, and the old saying is, "People that are drunk often survive the accident because they're like a rag doll. They have no control of their body, so they kind of just go with the accident. When people get into accidents, oftentimes they get injured because they they tense up. So I am very unproud of this moment in my life, very regretful um, and very um, apologetic for my behaviors at that time i did not have emotional sobriety i was not well i was not in control of myself alcohol was in control of me i used it to regulate my emotions and when i didn't have it i was a mess so when i stopped and i was forced to go to recovery things changed very very quickly for me i was able to finally recognize that i had a lot of issues issues that i had never looked at before there was a monster inside of me, a monster that frightened me to no end. And I used alcohol to just basically try to subdue that monster, keep that monster at bay. When I went into career recovery, I took that monster out. And I said, hey, nice to meet you. Who are you? And what's your problem? Like, seriously, why are you doing this to me? And what I found is that I was a very insecure person. I was afraid of everything. I had kind of a big ego, considering that I was not very successful. I didn't have a solid family. I, I, I was not a man at the time. I was not a man at all. I did what I could. I wasn't a, a terrible person per se, but how does one assess what terrible really is? I've always been afraid of people that say, I'm a good person. That, that's a that's a frightening thing. If somebody says that, you just take a step back and say, Well, it was very, very nice to meet you or um, thank you very much and, and take a step aside. Stay away from that because when people claim to be a great person, they're often not. And at that time, I never said, I'm a good person. I finally realized that I wasn't. I think I was just blind, and I think the alcohol blinded me, and I think it blinds many, many people, and I can understand that. I really can because I was there. Have you been there? Has this happened to you? Because it happened to me, and I stopped. I finally stopped, and I looked at it, and I said, I, I have a lot of childhood issues, and I started to work through those issues. So bottom line here is stopping the booze, stopping drinking, and taking a look at why you do it, why you drink. That's the root cause of uh, your addiction. It, it's not anything else other than you not being able to manage your emotions and using a very easily accessible and a chemical that is legal to, in, in our world, legal to anesthetize and take care of that stress that you're feeling. And it's sad Because it does so much damage. So when I finally stopped, I realized I needed to work on those issues. And I did. And how did I work on those issues? I started journaling about it. I talked about it. I went to a group. I spoke about it. I let my feelings be known. And I opened up about who I was. I finally learned that key topic in there. That key topic that you need to learn. That key phrase that everyone seems to miss is is humility humility. Um, I wasn't perfect. I didn't need to be perfect. And for so many years, I thought that I did. I thought I need to be perfect for everyone. And I was trying to make my parents happy and be this wonderful, amazing A-list actor person who was super, super wealthy. And I had to live up to this expectation that everyone had of me and that I had of myself. And it made me crazy because I never really accepted me. Never really said, here's all the baggage that I have. Here's all the stuff that's gone on with me. And I'm really okay. And so once I started to do that, I realized I can be okay. Even if there's problems, I can be okay under immense amounts of stress, immense amounts of pressure. And I can tell you that the success of a man, the success of a person in the world directly correlates their ability to have fortitude, fortitude during very, very difficult times, seeing through the difficult times with fortitude, without folding, without falling apart, is strength. That is strength. Keeping it together for your family. Being the person that is the rock that people can go to. This doesn't mean you don't express your emotion. You do. It just doesn't get out of control. So in emotional sobriety, what we learn is that We can control our emotions, no matter how extreme something is that happens. For example, I have a man that I worked with. He has uh, dementia. He ended up with dementia, and unfortunately, it it happened fast. Uh, Just within a few months, he was already in hospice. And this can happen to us very, very quickly. And I often look at that, and I say to myself, my goodness, this is incredible Our lives are so fragile. Why do we want to spend it drinking, upset, in torment, in calamity, not getting along with our spouses, not getting along with our families? Why do we want to live this life? Why do we want to put ourselves through things we don't want to be put through because we can't learn the words no, no to ourselves and no to others when they ask us to do things that will cause us issues and this is another step in the process emotional sobriety opens you up to be able to identify the problems and the triggers that you do have until you can actually look at yourself and say here are the problems that i have you can't identify if you can't identify a problem that you have you can't address it therefore you can't see what the root cause of that problem is so awareness, awareness of yourself, awareness of what causes you to have abhorrent feelings, to have feelings of a need or a desire to want to use alcohol, is absolutely critical in recovery and recovering from alcoholism. You don't need an aA meeting to tell you that you're an alcoholic. Does it help? Of course, in the beginning, it does because you're identifying as an alcoholic I am Matt, I am an alcoholic. We have a disease that reminds us every single day that we don't have it. So it wakes up and it taps you on the shoulder and it says, hey, guess what? You don't have that disease, by the way. You're going to be fine. You can drink today. Don't worry about it. There will be all kinds of excuses that will pop up. Your brain will give you lots of excuses and reasons why you should be able to drink. So again, what are we back to? We're back to fortitude. How do we get to fortitude? Emotional sobriety. How do we get to... Serenity, emotional sobriety. How do we get to identifying an awareness of who we are and what our problems are? By becoming emotionally sober, which is all about awareness. Awareness of who we are, why we make the decisions we make, and changing that pattern. Changing that pattern. Only when we can see that we are making the wrong decision can we start to make a new decision. And that is emotional sobriety. That is how it works. You will start to see that there are certain people in your life that definitely cause you a problem. There's no doubt about it. They cause you a problem. But you were never really aware of it because you were in the sickness. You were in the problem making. You were wrapped up in that calamity and you enjoyed it. A lot of us enjoy it. We enjoy the calamity and the chaos that comes along with alcoholism. There's an excitement to the battle that takes place because so many people are afraid that when they become emotionally sober, they're going to be bored. This is going to suck. My life is going to be terrible because now I've taken away alcohol and it's the only thing I really love to do. What am I supposed to do? Go to a football game and not drink, go to a party and not drink, go to a Super Bowl party and not drink, go out to dinner with my friends and not drink. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And if this is the way that you think at all, you have a problem. You have a problem with alcohol. Okay, my friend, I love you. I love you, but you have a problem. And you need to address it because when you do, life becomes amazing. Okay? It becomes amazing. It doesn't become boring, it becomes so rewarding, so fulfilling. My life is filled with love, passion, success. And I, I wake up every single day with a passion and a drive and a yearning for life to live and to spread the message of emotional sobriety of my spiritual beliefs to my brothers and sisters to help them recover because there is salvation after this life. And you don't want to live this life in the ways of this world. This world is dedicated and set up to harm you. It is evil. And there's no way around that. All that we can do is control what we do, our actions. And when we are able to control it and see the world for what it really is, we're able to live a more peaceful and serene life because we know We're doing what we should do. We're helping others. We're taking our message to others. And when you do become emotionally sober, you will begin to take your message to others. You will begin to preach that message to others. And not in a way that is untactful. It's through your life, through living This emotionally sober, emotionally well, successful life. And when people see you, they see you having success. Oh, they are going to come. They are going to come at you. And they're going to say, how are you doing it? There will be those out there that will despise you. Make no mistake. You have success. They're not going to like that. They may have been people who supported you at one time, but they never thought you were actually going to do it. So they're angry. Don't you want to prove those people wrong in a way and then move past that and let it go? Because I would. If I were you right now sitting out there and you drink too much and you'd like to lose a little bit of weight, you'd like to have more success in your life, the second that you quit drinking and you start looking at who you really want to be, and I don't care what age you are, this is doable. You can do this. You are unique. And every person is unique. Every person has a unique story. And they have the ability to recover. Uh, recover. You have the ability to recover. What you need to do now, if you are drinking too much, is stop. Give yourself a week or two without it. Let the people know that you work with or that are in your life that you're going to do this. And when you let those people know that, oftentimes you find quickly that they say, ha ha yeah right and that's fine they can do that these are often people you drink with what you're going to have to do is stay away from those people you're going to have to remove yourself from situations that may cause you to want to easily go back to that alcohol and start drinking again give yourself some time and i guarantee you you will start to see the patterns you will start to see these patterns this cycle that you're in it's about awareness And awareness only comes when we remove the chemical from our lives. And that's when emotional sobriety happens. It's triggered. We as human beings can't help but start to look internally. We're suffering. You will suffer without the alcohol for a bit. You will think your life is boring. You will think everything has ended, but it hasn't. What emotional sobriety does is it gives you the ability to meet that person that you are meant to be with because you are clear headed. You are making an emotional decision, a connection to be with someone that you really do truly desire and love. It is not a chemical fueled, uh, chemical fueled choice. Chemical fueled choices backfire 90% of the time. And so many of us use alcohol as a social lubricant. Dating sexual activity, um, vacations. Um, anytime we are doing something new, uh, that could cause us social anxiety, we use alcohol and therefore you're likely to stumble. You're likely to do something or say something or be with somebody or make a decision that you normally wouldn't make. Lots of people have done things under the influence that they wish they hadn't done. You don't often hear people saying, Man, I got sober and I made some terrible, terrible choices. That doesn't happen. So is the fun really worth it? And how long can the fun really last before, well, life is over? And you look back and say, hmm, I drank most of my life. And if I could go back and change that, I would. Because I can tell you this, you will have more success sober financially than you ever have. And you will have more time which means you can take that vacation which means you can relax which means you can connect with your kids and you'll want to and you'll be able to look at them directly in the eyes and say how are you doing how's it going won't be about jokes or you know fun times or needing to do something fun just to just to go out and you know uh have a good time it's more about that deep-rooted connection with your family with your spouse And I can tell you that the love that exudes and flows from emotional sobriety is far superior to anything that I have ever felt in my life. Being able to have my spiritual belief, to believe in God, to understand what has changed me as a man has been the key factor in all of my success. And the great thing about this is nothing drives me crazy. When I have financial success and there's a lot of money coming in, I don't dwell on it. It doesn't matter to me. I know that I cannot take this with me in the end because I am emotionally stable. I am emotionally well. I understand that the money is not going to buy me happiness. It's just that I'm able to make it much more easily because I'm able to be stable emotionally. If you want to make good business decisions, emotional sobriety is a win. I have made the best business decisions emotionally sober than I ever have under the influence of any alcohol at any time in my life. And I'm talking about just a couple drinks that week and having a meeting two or three days later could cause enough stress and anxiety to destroy your ability to negotiate. So if you want to have a clear head, you really want to negotiate. You want to be able to speak for yourself, speak clearly and have a great business persona and be respected. Your reputation is on the line here. Become emotionally sober, and you will see the benefits come flowing in, flowing in. There is nothing better than this, which is why I created a program for people to become emotionally sober. I'm not pitching this. I'm not selling you on this. I'm not trying to tell you you should take my program. I don't need your money. I don't care if you take my program. It doesn't matter to me. I created this, and it is an immersive, fantastic program that people are having wonderful, wonderful success with, and I'm so happy to be able to help these people at a very discounted cost because I know deep down these people deserve a chance. I, I didn't feel like I did when I first got sober. I thought, my life is over, and I don't ever want you to feel that way. Don't ever think your life is over. It's not. There's always a light at the end of that tunnel, and becoming emotionally sober is the best way, the best way you can handle that trouble that you're having, that issue that nags at you day and night that makes you want to go out there and use that chemical. I've been there. I've been there in that moment where there's nothing I can do to fight it. I just, the the urge overtakes me and I'm out the door and I'm at a bar and I'm drinking. And that is a scary thing when, when a chemical has that kind of control over you. Now, like I said, that's not all of you. That's just some of you. But even those of you that are just casual social drinkers, your life is going to flourish so much more once you quit. I don't need to go over all of the wonderful benefits that quitting drinking will give you. Uh, Just taking the chemical alone away will give you better skin, reduced weight, reduced stress, better sleep, and better performance overall. Becoming emotionally sober will change your entire life. You will have new relationships. You will have a totally different outlook on finances. Your career will flourish. You'll be a better parent, a better son, a better daughter, a better sibling, a better person, and more effective to the world that we live in now. You will be saving people out there who will be looking at you and saying, I want to be just like that. That, that is what emotional sobriety does for you.